Hello. It is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. We got a big show today. Big, mm-hmm. big show. Tony Dungy is on the show today. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. That's a big hit. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. <laughs> Super Bowl champion, NBC Football Night in America guy. He joins us. Also, Rojo, Ronald Jones, down there, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly USC. Only running back in the league to have three straight 100-yard rushing games. He is dominant. This will be our first conversation with him. I have no idea how it's going to go. Yeah, me neither, but he carved up the Packers on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to it. He did have a good game. He is like a power back who's also shifty. He has an interesting game. Can't wait to chat with him. But, you know, is life a little different now with Tom Brady in the building? I'd mm-hmm. assume. Probably. Probably a little bit. Leonard Fournette gets traded for or, or gets signed. Does that piss you off or does that make you happy? You know, that whole conversation. I'm excited to talk to old Rojo, and I'm also excited to talk to the boys about everything happening in the world. We can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. We know that there's a lot of other shit that can penetrate your ear holes. The fact that you let us do it, we can't thank you enough. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, go ahead and tell a friend. And if you don't enjoy the show, just act like it never, ever, ever happened. Uh, shout out to everybody for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Yesterday was our biggest pod yet. I mean, actually, it was, but, you know, I, I didn't know if you actually knew that. I was about to say that. I did not know that. No, yeah. It, I mean, it really is. Like, every Tuesday that he's been on, it has steadily increased. I just, I, I strictly judge from social activity on social media. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The All analytics right. bear it out as well. Good to know. I thought I was right. Yeah. And we are. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you out there. Guerrilla Warfare in this podcast game. Boots on the ground. Need you to help us spread this show. The Pat Magnus Show 2.0 begins right meow. Interesting development happening on Twitter currently about the Miami Dolphins situation. Joe Shad, who I have heard of before, by the way. I have heard mm-hmm. of oh, Joe yeah. Shad. Oh, yeah. okay? Joe Shad, his job title currently is, under his Twitter account, Miami Dolphins journalist for Palm Beach Post, previously ESPN, which I think where we all have heard him from, Orlando Sentinel and Newsday. Tips or ideas, please email them here. He says he's in Parkland, Florida, which is down there but near Miami. Joe Shad says on his Twitter account, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not happy about finding out the way he got fired. Joe Shad could have got hacked. That's what it almost feels like at this point if you start reading through these tweets. Joe Shad, or maybe not, or maybe this actually is what Ryan Fitzpatrick is saying. But this is wild coming from Ryan Fitzpatrick because none of us knew how this was going to go with the Tua becoming the starter of a team that's on a two-game winning streak and feels like they're playing well after beating the New York Jets 24 to zip or whatever with Kyle Van Noy coming on this show and me asking him about Tua and him saying it's all about oh, oh Fitz magic. And then he said something about like Tua's good, he's all that and stuff down the road. But this is about Fitz magic after the big Fitzpatrick W on Thursday Night Football against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then obviously they keep it going. Now it is being reported by Joe Shedd that Ryan Fitzpatrick says he was shocked. It caught him off guard. It was a hard thing for me to hear and digest. My heart hurt all day. 
Would Ryan Fitzpatrick say that? Would Ryan Fitzpatrick then say, Ryan Fitzpatrick found out when Brian Flores told him in the coaching office. Ryan Fitzpatrick, was this it? Was that my last game as an NFL starter, he's wondering to himself? Next tweet, Ryan Fitzpatrick says to Joe Shedd, I was fully invested. Other than Buffalo, this was really the first time I felt this was my team. It keeps going. I got fired today. It was in Zoom with the guy that fired me and in a room with the guy that replaced me, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Patrick. Then another tweet. Ryan Fitzpatrick's sons found out from a text message from their friend. Ryan Fitzpatrick then goes on to say, allegedly, this is a forever decision. This isn't like last year with Josh Rosen when he was sink or swim. Joe Shad has put out a lot of tweets here that have rattled this office and I assume a lot of places because this isn't what we thought was going to happen with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be a guy that was like, yeah, it was my job to get him here. I'm thankful to be in this position. I've been around. I can share a lot of information with him. Now it's his team. I'm just going to sit back and be a backup oh. here. That's what everybody thought was going to happen because of the human that we know. We know yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not, not as well as others, obviously, but we know Ryan Fitzpatrick. He stopped by our thing, was a great guy, incredibly nice to us, the things that have been said about him. But with Ryan Fitzpatrick playing great football in his which by the way winning games Miami Dolphins don't win a lot of games here in, the, in recent history winning games not that far out of it in the AFC East I think one game out of it in the AFC East at this point or two games out of it in the AFC East there's a lot of conversation if this is what Ryan Fitzpatrick's actually saying right now this is wild Huge. that this is happening what's going on Gump this is very concerning if this is true Gumpy Dolphins fan is obviously distraught about what's going on because if, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is saying this what's the locker room yes. saying about this that Kyle Van Noy's already said that they love Ryan Fitzpatrick. What do you got, Dick? So Adam Beasley, who we get a lot of Dolphins news from too. Yeah, he just he tweeted, What an honest uncomfortable sad 10 minutes we just got with ryan fitzpatrick he truly is a real one so it seems like it was like a conference wow. call with reporters. holy shit whoa hey this is a pretty big deal here now i don't want to dive into the drama of things too much you know this isn't really our gig we don't like negativity but whenever the guy that everybody loves it feels like everybody loves ryan fitzpatrick comes out in the locker room at least with the people we talked to down in miami and in buffalo and in the jets and in every other organization he was in mm-hmm. tennessee titans i believe rams. and the rams everywhere he's been everybody's like oh ryan fitz is the guy fitz magic is the guy he's the guy deshaun jackson loved him i mean oh, yeah. he's the one who gave him the entire fit or whatever it's a very interesting that this is happening and being reported about because ryan fitz magic knows with his years of being around that this message is going to get sent through the locker room and to Tua probably and I I would assume he feels much like how people thought Aaron Rodgers should feel and probably does feel like this isn't Tua's fault. This isn't anything like that. But to find out about it, and we learned this morning that Brian Flores said that he felt bad that he couldn't tell the team before it was leaked out publicly, which is a behind-closed-door situation that Flores has going on that I assume Tony Dungy told us he is going to be looking for whoever leaked that information and trying to get them out of the building as fast as possible. We'll say after talking to Tom Pelissaro yesterday, Tom Pelissaro knows who the leak is Mm -hmm. because Tom Pelissaro talked to him. Mm -hmm. He told us that the source I have over there said that Flores said that it's just time for this. So there is a leak in Miami. That got out. Ryan Fitzpatrick was probably like, you're benching me. You don't even tell me. And I have to learn about it on Twitter. And now my kids are learning about it from their friends. And I thought this was my team. You got Kyle Van Noy echoing that sentiment. They're winning games. The AFC East is open. And here we are. See you later. No more Ryan Fitzmagic. That's tough for the Miami Dolphins fan base that just as of two hours ago, were 
screaming from the rooftops how excited they were about how everything was going in Miami. What's going on, Nick? Look, it's sad. They're just saving the guy from himself. Ike Taylor said it yesterday. We all know he's going to play eight games. He's going to give you eight games. He's going to play great. And then... The cliff's gonna fall off. Oh, now, I don't know. Vince I don't know. You say it. He was the guy he waving to all. He's going out field. on top. Yeah. You know, he's been the most supportive. But I think that's why Flores is so pissed because it got leaked out this way. I think and Fitz, Fitzy deserves better than that. And I would assume Fitzy, that is what he's most mad about, is that they didn't tell him before everybody else found out, which is why Flores is probably trying to go ahead and burn whoever got it and get that rat out of our fucking building. We don't need it. But this is a wild, wild development. I did not see it going this way. Mm. I did not. Fitzmagic's been in the NFL for how long? 13, 14 years? Longer than 17. He knows very, very much that what he just did with these messages, this is going to be a conversation piece Mm -hmm. now in the locker room with the coaches and everything like that. And maybe he does ask for a trade at this point. Yeah. Maybe Fitz says, get me the fuck out of here. I would like to go somewhere. If you guys are going to disrespect me like this, I'd like to be traded, which, by the way, would not be in the Fitz Magic brand that you would think about. He's a guy who's willing to take any job, right? He's been around. He's played for a lot of teams where he was just a stopgap guy between picks or whatever. We're not going to pay you as much as most quarterbacks get paid, obviously. We're not going to give you as many weapons as people would normally give their quarterback you're kind of here this is your he said it he's been on like eight teams at this point only other team that he felt like it was his team was buffalo he said this is a wild development this is awesome for us terrible for fits but this is going to be fun to watch how this unfolds down in miami because it looked like they were potentially on the right path <laughs> for the first time in a rather long time just when you think we've turned the corner oh. <laughs> that's true God damn it. It's tough, dude. 16 seasons. He did also say that he has to separate his feelings and be a pro. I want Tua to play well. That's my fancy. That's my great guy. Yeah, but if, by the way, he did 10 minutes of talking. Say that quote again. I have to do my best to separate my feelings and be a pro i want two to play well okay so that was like six seconds we'll, we'll subtract one or two because it's probably a little bit smoother out of it so that was like five seconds there nine minutes and 55 seconds of other talking i think is going to be what most of the conversation is going to be about if i had to guess he can also you know want two to play well from a different city is ryan Fitzmagic get him has to be traded is he going to say hey I seen what happened over there in Dallas. They're going to win the NFC East. Maybe we bounce over there. Is he going to maybe test the waters up there in Cleveland where everybody has turned their back on Baker? I'm not saying they should have, but I'm saying it feels like a lot of people have potentially turned them. Maybe he goes up there. That'd be a great offense for him in Cleveland, by the way. Hand the rock off. Go ahead and throw some balls around. Mm-hmm. And it, what? He's a genius. He'll be able to figure out that offense. I'm not saying Baker should be replaced. I'm just saying, are people thinking that? There's, I'm sure there's a lot of places that would love old Fitz Magic. Maybe Indianapolis. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what his contract is, but I do know we're already paying $50 million <laughs> in a quarterback room. The football right team would be a perfect place for him to go. I mean, he'd turn that culture around, and he'd probably fuck around and win the NFC East for him. The thing about the Washington football team, which it has come out this morning, Jason Wright, friend of the show, president of the Washington football team, uh, the football team name will remain for at least another season. I think it's only a matter of time before they're like, yeah, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. We're the Washington football team, by the way. What other name are you going to come up with that is going to be like, okay, that was worth replacing uh, the last name that got ran out of town and would be better than Washington football team? Not sure there is enough. Well, if they really cared about culture, they would change their name to the Washington voters and you know be able to promote that forever going forward. That's actually. Yeah, that is. maybe they should do that. Yeah. 
Maybe it's the Washington Go voters. Yeah. Ooh, that's smart. If they were if they were really into 2020, they would do that. Yeah. Washington Go voters. And it could just be their mascot could just be a gopher. I'm know? getting word in my ear that we have a recording of oh, Ryan no. Fitzmagic talking in this thing. Oh, no. And allegedly there is some sorrow in our magical Fitz no. voice. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Oh, my heart just hurt all day. Like it was, it was heartbreaking for me. Oh my God. Um, you know, and I, Flo kind of said what he said and said what he said to you guys as well. And that's the decision and the direction that the organization is going in. And obviously, you know, we've talked in the past, uh, me and you guys about, you know, how I'm the placeholder and this eventually was going to happen no matter, it, it was just a matter of, kind of win not if and um it's still just it it broke my heart yesterday and um oh you know it's a tough uh tough thing for for me to hear and to now have to deal with but um you know i'm gonna do my best with it oh, oh my god i'm gonna treat him like that comp despicable organization you guys broke him. unbelievable you guys fight you guys fucking broke him I hope you guys stink this year. Stink. Even more pressure on Tua now. Oh, my God. Tua's going to know. Hey, Tua. Tua, by all accounts, good guy. Everybody. Yeah. By all accounts, good guy. I think Fitz has even said good guy the whole thing. But now that Fitz has come out and said that he, he basically got his heart broken yesterday by uh. the Dolphins, and he knew it was coming, he knew it was coming, but he didn't expect it to come how it came and when it came or whatever. I mean, there's people... I think there's a lot more people that love Fitz than love the Dolphins at this point. Oh, yeah, sure. Including in the locker room. I mean, this is going to be an interesting thing. It's going to be like, how do they handle this? I'm pumped to watch it. But, boy, that was disheartening to hear from our guy Fitz. But, by the way, he said, I'll deal with it now. This is something I have to deal with. But I will let you know that, yeah, yesterday was a tough day. Gumpy. Oh, my God. Is this the curse? Is this the yeah, yeah. When you break a magic man's oh, heart, he will God. curse your entire This is a curse, dude. Tom Pelissaro didn't have to break it. I mean. Oh, that's who we're going to play. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It looks like uh, two is on the Zoom. I still right don't now. think Fitzy would be happy with right the, after uh, that. Decision. Two is on now. Two is on a press conference right yeah. now. Yeah. If we can figure out how to get in there, and I don't know if they <laughs> broadcast those live or not, we should try to check in on that. Because Tua, okay, Tua, here you go. Joey Burrow, everybody saying going to be a guy. Justin Herbert comes out of nowhere because the Chargers doctor accidentally stuck a golf tee into Tyrod Taylor's lung 15 minutes for him. He's going to be a guy. You're the only other one here in the top six picks that hasn't gotten a chance to play yet. Now you're going to start off of that injury last year. You look good this week. Everybody said you're back. Now you have to start in a potential split locker room, okay? Yeah. A locker room that isn't going to be exactly uh, pumped with how everything went down. There'll be support of, hey, we got a team. Here we go. We got to do it. It's not your fault. But there's a lot of weight here on Tua Tongavaloa's shoulders. But, hey, he's probably like no, no better man for the job. You remember when I came into the – you remember when I came in Alabama, pal? Halftime. Fucking walked him down the field, did it again, won a national championship. No big deal. Two is potentially a guy that's built for this moment. But if you're a Dolphins fan, it's like, this could have went better. Yeah. Hey, this could have went a little bit better. Classic Dolphins. That stinks. Classic yeah. Dolphins. And if you're, that's wild. If you're a Gesicki or you know, Preston Williams or Devontae oh. Parker and he throws a bad ball once, you go back to the sideline like, what the a- fuck are we doing? We got a magic man on the bench. Put him in. <laughs> and you got Van Noy, Xavier Howard. Like, There's a lot of veterans in that locker room. Too. And I think a lot of vets said they were surprised by the move as well. Right? Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> a lot of vets have come out and said that they were very surprised by it. And then that's why Brian Flores had to come out and say that he's not happy that the information was leaked before he got to tell the team because that is a big deal, by the way. And... Both. The fact that you have somebody that leaked that information to Tom Pelissaro, that's a big deal. And the fact that 
you weren't able to tell your team before everybody else knew about it, which is a rather big deal, by the way, that you're benching a quarterback and starting a different quarterback. That is a rather big deal whenever it comes to, you know, chemistry, morale, everything like that. Because this isn't like a Mitchell Trubisky benching. Uh-huh. This is much different. This is uh, this is Stone Cold. This is a uh, yeah. This is benching Stone Cold Steve Austin. Basically. That's what this is. <laughs> That's exactly what you is that what you meant by that? Not what I meant, but I like what you did with that. This would be. <laughs> That's what that's what Fitz Magic is though. Yeah. <clears throat> Brian Flores just benched Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and if Tua, if Tua goes down, uh, you know Magic would never do this because he's the ultimate football guy. But if they're looking for you know the next guy to step up, does Magic say you know what? Fuck you guys. No, he can't. Yeah. And well, I would assume that Brian Flores has to have his Zoom call at some point here soon, right? Oh, yeah. You're gonna. Thank God it's a bye week. He only he spoke a couple hours ago. He's gonna have to talk to him again. I think right. after I think Brian Flores is gonna have to address somebody at some point. Maybe it's just his app, uh, Twitter app on his phone, and have to do something after the Ryan Fitz magic news has come out because that is, oh no, oh no, you got the Dallas Cowboys locker room leaking information about the coaches thinking. Now you got the Miami Dolphins organization linking inf- or leaking information before the players can find out. This is 2020 football, baby. Drama, reality TV. <laughs> shout out to the Dolphins. Shout out to the Cowboys for keeping it alive for us. Michael Rapper Lombardi would have done it if he wasn't suspended. Um, all right, what do you say? <laughs> I was going to say Michael Lombardi did say on Hammer Don earlier this week. Brian Flores likes to zig when everyone else thinks he's going to zag, <laughs> so maybe he's just keeping in line with that. Why has everybody said that? Like numerous people I, have said the thing about Brian Flores is he's going to be you know sporadic and some surprises. I'm like, well, that sounds uh, inconsistent, which <laughs> is not what you want to do. But I like Brian Flores all the way up until this point. I think I had nothing but a super positive image of Brian Flores. He was chewing out refs last year. That Mm -hmm. team was not supposed to win any games. They were in games mostly because of Fitz magic. But I loved Brian Flores. Everything about him. Guy had great swagger. He seemed to have great energy, a little bit spark. He'd go fight a guy if he had to. I like like that. And then now it's like he broke broke Stone Cold Steve Austin to the NFL. Ryan Fitz magic's heart here. And Ryan Fitz magic had to come out and talk about it. I mean, that is a w- and how about the Zoom call that Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, had to allude to? He, I was just on a Zoom call with uh, the guy who fired me and the guy who replaced me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's heartbreaker. That's a heartbreaker. That's like writing a movie, like a storyline. Yeah. How do you want to tuck at the heartstrings? Here, here's how you do it. I mean, that was... That's not good news for the Dolphins. AFC East looks wi- wide open again. I'm a big, I'm a big how do the humans feel on the team mm-hmm. guy. That's how I pick my picks, and that's how oh, I yeah. bet on people. That's how I think who's going to be good because I think happy humans are just much better at what they do. If there's a little bit of drama, like there is allegedly in Dallas already happening, now there's definitely going to be drama with this whole thing. There's going to be an entire meeting that's going to have to happen about how, boys, sorry about the way this all came out, blah, blah, blah. Fitz, you know, get the fuck out. <laughs> Wait, me? Pasture, Fitz, we'll see you later. Yeah, Fitz, yeah, you're not playing. Yeah. I'm a, you I'm saw right. it on Twitter already. Don't act like you didn't. You're fired. Oh, <laughs> shit. That, that whole meeting is going to have to happen. What's, uh, what's going on, Nick? Oh, Nick just texted something. He said there is an update here. What do we have? Oh, geez. Uh, no, it's music. Nope. <laughs> LSU. NFL update on Twitter. LSU is banning Odell Beckham Jr. from its facilities for two years. Holy <laughs> hell. That came out of nowhere. All right. New news. <laughs> no more spam. Everyone's getting it today. <laughs> it is Wednesday, October 21st. LSU is banning. Odell Beckham Jr. from its facilities for two years after he gave out $2,000 worth of $100 bills at last year's national championship oh. versus Clemson per Ross Dellinger, who writes at wow. Sports Illustrated. So 
Which one's worse? That, L- <laughs> <laughs> that LSU team. That LSU team is going to need Odell around for recruiting purposes. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get back to where they were there with Joey Burrow. That team has lost an image. I actually uh, or lost their identity. I actually picked them to lose to Missouri the week they lost to Missouri, and everybody was confused. And that was because I watched one half of their football, and I was like, this team has no idea what they're doing. They lost okay. everyone. They lost everybody. So it's going to take them a couple years to build back, but it's also going to take some recruiting without Odell Beckham Jr. there. Will they be able to recruit the way that they have in the past? Because I think he was pretty hands-on with the operation. If you listen to like Justin Jefferson talk about Jarvis and Odell and helping out the wide receiver room down there, is that a big deal or not? And now it is factual that that was not fake hundreds, <laughs> which was the original story coming out that it was fake money. 2000 bucks. Uh, I would assume that it was probably more, but I like the fact that we yeah. settled on 2000 This is like when uh, police find $54,000 in cash. Mm-hmm. It's like $54,000. Oh, really? Mm. Is that what it was? What, what happened to the other forty-six? Yeah, well, it's like whenever I went into uh, jail 10 years one, go, uh, one day ago um, for an alleged incident, I mean, they have their story. I have mine, obviously. I went into jail with a certain amount of money in my pocket, and I actually know that because I counted it to see if I could afford a, a cab, and I didn't know why there was so much money in my pocket at the time. I was very intrigued by that. Mm. And then when I got out of jail the next day, I don't know, there was a couple hundred bucks missing. Oh, like, huh. interesting. Isn't that interesting? Who took, did I lose it potentially huh. in my walk? Maybe, maybe I lost it. That is true. <laughs> or maybe somebody was like, ah, 200 bucks, nobody will notice. You won't remember. And by the way, go ahead. I probably don't get paid enough to do what they were dealing with there. Just go ahead and take a couple hundred bucks. Usually, you. hundos don't just hop out of your wallet and run away. Well, hundos mm. were hopping out of Odell Beckham Jr.'s <laughs> fanny pack at the national championship. He was dabbing him up, and he is now suspended yeah. from LSU for two years. What's up, Dick? You were talking about how I heard Ty brought up how Lombardi was talking about how Flores went zigs and zags. I knew I saw a tweet about it two days, one day ago from, from Tom Pelissaro. Brian Flores is known for surprises. Here's another one, too, who gets his first start after the bye. So apparently, this guy's known for a couple surprises here yeah, and there. Everybody so, said that. That's, a, that's an inconsistency thing that I think every team doesn't know for. But, hey, like I said, before this incident, I was all in on the B-Flow train. Yeah. I was all in. I'm like, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy. And I think yesterday, whenever we talked about surprises, I was like, oh, interesting. Because the way it was being painted, it was like, hey, this is what he does. Like, keep things fresh and do all that. Even if it's benching a quarterback on a two-game win streak, playing pretty good, who has locker room love him. It's like, all right, B-Flow knows what he's doing. Now it comes out like, does he? Are we giving B-Flow too much credit? Uh, this is very, very, very interesting. And there's the tweet, by the way, uh, that – alluded to the fact that Tom Pelissaro definitely knows whoever the leak was because he said to us that the source told him that it's just time to make the switch. Nobody knew why it was happening this week. Uh, they're coming off of two games, obviously, and they have the Los Angeles Rams and Aaron Donald in that defense. It's a veteran-led defense. Why would you do it now instead of later in the season where there's a little bit of a run of bad teams? And it's just time. And everybody was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but here we are a day later. It's like, Fitz doesn't think it's time. <laughs> yeah, if this goes wrong, is Flores, is he on the block or? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And will Fitz ask for a trade? It's almost trade season. Do it. He asked the question, like, am I never going to start a football yeah. game again? Like, mm-hmm. he asked that question with a question mark at the end. If you're Fitz Magic and you don't know how many years you have left, you've been in the league for 16 years now, do you potentially say, I think I can help a team right now? Do I ask for a trade? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He's so sad right now. I feel like trade is an anger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The heartbreak, I don't know if that leads to anger at some point. But wouldn't it be cool if somebody in his Harvard life and his family was like, why don't we just go play somewhere else? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. Hey, B-Flow, you know how uh, you didn't tell me that you were benching me and I had to learn through or whatever? Yeah, well, this is me telling you directly before I tell everybody. Yeah. 
I want fucking out of here. I'm out of here. Bro. I'm out of here. Bro. Well, and if they get a call for him, are they gonna are they gonna say no? Like, why would they hang on to Fitzpatrick if they're gonna get a pick for him? Who do you think legitimately would try to get Fitz? Cleveland, Cowboys. They they paid Dalton though. Yeah, that, three million. They paid him three million. And also, how many years does he have left on his contract here, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitzy, this is it. Oh my god. Yeah, so Dallas so one year run would be probably the move. What about just being like a backup quarterback on the Chiefs? You know, at least get Fitzy, maybe a, a oh, ring opportunity if we're gonna. And if Patrick Mahomes last year he did a quarterback sneak, somebody landed on his knee, uh, he dislocated his kneecap for a second, sublux of the kneecap, and then it came back. He was out for two weeks. Matt Moore played. Instead of having Matt Moore play, now granted, we don't know how tight he is with Matt Moore, which mm-hmm. is a big deal for the backup quarterback. Maybe put Fitz back there. He'll be able to learn the offense. Yeah. Guy's a genius, and if he has to play a couple games, you know what he's going to do. Win. Brain of a Harvard man, heart of a plumber, he will will that damn team to oh. win. I would rather die than lose a football game. Going through all the teams, what about the Washington football team. I mean, he's better than Kyle Allen, and they can win the NFC East. But then you're committing uh, one year. Hey, this is just one year. Yeah, We are going to draft a new quarterback. We are done with Dwayne Haskins. We've been very obvious with that. We are going a different direction. Ron Rivera said I'm going a different direction for whatever reason it is, you know? Whatever reason it is. Kyle Allen knows the offense, though. He does. He's been in the system for a long time. And Fitzy knows how to sling it. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzy knows how to games. The story that we were told about why Dwayne Haskins was benched, by the oh, way, yeah. if that gets released, <laughs> I juicy. am intrigued. It's juicy. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But people could troll us with these stories, so oh, yeah. we have to remember that. Yeah, we're exactly. two for two. Pick and choose. No, no, we missed one. <laughs> We missed one. <laughs> well, I'm assuming we missed one. There's no way that one was true, but this one could potentially this be true. One. He was a captain at one point. Yeah. He's voted captain of the team. So off the field, you'd assume if you put the C on somebody's yeah. chest, it's like, okay, doing everything. He was playing with what? Bad team. They were a bad team at the time. Now, granted, maybe they're better. I don't know. They lost 20 to 18 or 20 to 19 or whatever to another bad team, but the MC East is all bad. Yeah. Um, it, he was just drafted a year ago. Last year, the entire building was burning. We've learned about it. It wasn't just burning like on the field and in the coaching office. It was burning, and the entire building was burning. They have a new name now at this point. Like, did Dwayne Haskins ever get an opportunity to be like you know a guy or the guy there? Many would say no, but you just bench him immediately yeah. and then don't even dress him. It's like, no, we'll take Alex Smith, who has a hamstring for a shin in there instead mm-hmm. of you. It's very interesting. Something had to happen. That's all we're saying. Hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, do we do we did something? Do we did do something? Or, he? you know. It had to be something pretty heinous if he's. Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, heinous. Starting. Or personal. Yeah, I, would it be personal? Something had to happen. And that, because, you know, they say, well, he's showing up late to meetings. He was yeah. doing this. He was doing, well, then why'd you put the, the C on his chest? Yeah. Because yeah. giving the C to somebody. Now, granted, most of the time, they will just give it to the quarterback because the quarterback is supposed to be the leader. And if you put a C on you, I kind of hope they become the leader that you expect them to be at the position that they are. But I don't think Ron Rivera is that type of guy. Like, I think Ron Rivera, been around a long time, he'll do whatever he has to do. Oh, Nick just said Snyder's the one that put the captain. You, you think Ron Rivera just getting – no way. Ron Rivera knows that – if Ron Rivera wanted to change the team's name, he could have done that. Yeah. Ron Rivera's in charge over yeah. there. Hell yeah. He is steering the ship over there. He and Jason Wright or whatever. It's yeah. Ron Rivera, Jay Wright show. Snyder, just get the hell out of the way. You're probably going to sell this thing to Bezos anyways, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's probably what's going to happen. I feel like people are going to potentially try to Debo Old Snyder out of the NFL if I had to guess. Well, and if Ronnie Rivera really doesn't like any of those QBs, you might think that he might want Cam Newton back next year if oh, the Patriots don't dumb, resign dumb. him. Because Cam Newton and Ryan Fitzpatrick both free agents after this year. Yep. People forget. <laughs> Something to think about. So we have another carousel, quarterback carousel. Tom Brady, James Drew Winston. Brees, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston. You Baker. Know, ba- Mitch. Well, that, that was, we're talking about last off. Oh, I'm, I thought you were talking about the upcoming. Well, yeah, we will right now. The upcoming one, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield. Jameis Winston again. Jameis Winston, Jacoby <laughs> yeah. Brissett. Mm, ooh, mean, Phillip Rivers. Phil, no, he's got two years. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. A rough minute and a half there for you. I, I thought he was a one-year, $25 million deal for <laughs> that was a, That was a rough minute and a half. <laughs> I, I thought it was. No, it's a two-year uh, but I would assume it was if he wins, he'll keep going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? yeah. If he wins, he'll stop and go coach in Alabama. If he loses, he'll sail off in the sunset. Jacoby signed a two-year deal last year. Phil did the same deal basically this year. Dalton and Dak are going to be free agents. Oh, oh Jesus. man. Uh, so sorry to interrupt this conversation. Uh, I just want to let you know that are you the best you you could possibly be? Probably not. How's your hair? Pretty good. How's your skin? Could be better. How's your sex? Could be better. Could be longer, I bet. Could be longer. There's a company out there called uh, Roman, which is a men's health brand that is trying to make men as healthy as they possibly can. Make your skin a little bit more moisturizing, glisten and shine a little bit better so that you don't go on to look like a catcher's mitt throughout your life. Yeah. Make your hair shine and, and grow fuller and look fuller with our friends at Roman and... In your particular sex life, go ahead and have longer, better showcase-like sex whenever you get into the bedroom. And you're saying, how is that possible, Pat? Is it a super magic drug? Well, yeah, it actually is. They have something called Roman Swipes, which is a little tag team partner that you can have in a bedroom, and it shows up in unmarked packaging at your door, so nobody knows what you have. Nobody knows that your little tag team partner just showed up. And then they're in these little packages that are small and discreet enough to hold in your wallet or in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. Then whenever it's about time to go... Fornicate? Whenever it's time to go... Ban someone over the barrel and show them the 50 states. Whenever it's time to go... To Pontan. Whenever it's time to go... Lay some pipe. When it's time to go. Make some love. When it's time to go. Ah, oh God. I, I mean, there's a lot more. But knock boots. Knock boots. Whenever it's time to go. Blow some backs out. Whenever it's Blow time to go, to go. Sling some dong. Whenever it's time to go. Make love. Whatever it's time to do any of these things, however you describe it as, we call it making love over here because that's our type of office, mm-hmm. but we understand that everybody has their own little words for what they're about to do. But whenever it's time to do that, all you do is take the discreet packaging out of your pocket. Nobody even knows it's in there. You take the Roman swipes out of the package and you rub it on your tool. It'll dry very quickly. And the thing about this particular Roman swipe and the thing that you're wiping onto your baby maker is it will not transfer to your partner. So your partner has no idea that what you're doing is your longer lasting sex. She thinks it's all you, but no, no, it's you and your tag team partner, Roman, and nobody has to know about it. It's just you and Roman understanding that your sex life is better than it's ever been. Right now, you go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. You'll get free two-day shipping on Roman Swipes. That means by the weekend, mm-hmm. you will be able to have the longest sex you've ever had in your life. And while you're at GetRoman.com forward slash Pat, go ahead and snoop around to make yourself the best you you could possibly be. Shout out to Roman. Shout out to you. Back to the show. Yeah.
AJ Hawk, former Super Bowl champ and national champion, joins us for this third hour as he does every single day. And also joining us right now is a man who is currently in the middle of a three-game, 100-yard rushing streak, the only running back in the NFL that can say that. A man who was listed at 5'11", 208 at the Combine, but plays much bigger than that. I was alarmed and surprised and whenever I saw that. No, that's not small, but I thought you were like 6'5", 290, <laughs> yeah. uh, running back out of USC. Now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ladies and gentlemen, Ronald Jones. Yeah. Oh. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Hey, you, I did not know that you were listed at 5'11", 208. You play, do you wear, like, A.J. Hawk size high school pants? <laughs> like you, you look much – have you gotten bigger since coming in the NFL now in your third season, or is that what you're playing weight? Yeah, I definitely got uh, – I'm about 220 now, so uh, put on, you know, 10 pounds each offseason, things like that. Hey, no Woo. big deal, no big deal. <laughs> um, what was the first two years like at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as opposed to this third year now with Tom Brady coming in the building? Was there anything noticeable that changed other than the COVID year, obviously, with everything you guys are going through there? But is there any noticeable change with maybe the expectation or the environment or the attitude of the building now that Tom's there? Or is it the same as it was? It's just with a different piece of quarterback. I say uh, the mentality changed, you know, a lot. You know, we got a championship mindset. You know, we know what we're getting, you know, uh, and things like that. So, you know, a lot of guys just, you know, stepped up, you know, even more than they have been in the past, I say. Hmm. Hey, what's it like as a running back learning this this Bruce Arians, uh, the whole playbook? We know they talk about how tough it is for quarterbacks at times and all that's going on. Like, What's it like for you? Yeah, at first, you know, it was kind of tricky. You know, you got to know all the hots and sights, things like that. So, just got to be on your P's and Q's, and, you know, I think they do a good job of breaking it down and simplifying it for us. So it's been uh, – this yeah, this year two has been a blast. So I would assume, like the rest of the world, you were a fan of Tom Brady as a quarterback growing up. Uh, we've always seen incredible videos of him yelling or chewing people out or like this uber competitive yell at maybe a defensive player – in the backfield with him, in your conversations with him throughout the day, what have you learned about him as the football player as opposed to the robot that we all saw from <laughs> afar whenever he was up there in New England? <laughs> I say, yeah, he's definitely just one of the guys, you know, uh, gives you pointers and things like that. But, uh, you know, when it's in the moment, when it's time, you know, it's definitely, you know, he's going to flip that switch and uh, hit that robot mode, as you call it. So, yeah, <laughs> and you definitely got to stay on point. So Nice. Yeah, how big is that, I guess, coming from – okay, so – I'm thinking of the offseason, COVID just it freaks me out thinking that you guys haven't even been together that long, especially when Tom Brady becomes your, your next quarterback. I guess what's it like? He just died. His internet just died right there mid-question. That was going to be such a good question. I I think what he was going to say is, what has it been like watching your team come together, right? Because although it's the same Bruce Arians offense you had last year, and it's a lot of the same parts with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, yourself, and everything like that, but what has it been like getting Gronk involved in it, in Tom, and kind of watching the team of 2020 come together over that extended training camp now into the season? Yeah, it's been great. You know, like you said, it's been a lot of nuances and, and things that they brought to the table. And, you know, just when you're playing with guys like that, you know that you have a chance to win every game. And, and furthermore, so uh, just looking forward to it, you know, see what we can accomplish this season because, you know, we already know what they've accomplished. So uh, to bring it to Tampa and to do that, you know, that'd be so special.
Did you go to any of those workouts that Tom put together? He got kicked out of a park, and then we saw, like, <laughs> drones and helicopters flying over top. What were those like, and how, how much did, was it teaching Tom the offense as opposed to Tom potentially teaching everybody else? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. So, uh, yeah, they had those there, uh, the helicopters and the choppers following us. <laughs> that was a little, a little weird. But, uh, uh, yeah, we had to break it down, you know, so he called, you know, something like that, and then, We'll put the add-ons, but uh, yeah, it was pretty smooth, pretty smooth, actually. USC uh, in college, back in the day, okay, back in the day, whenever I was playing, USC was like the dream. You go to you go to Hollywood, okay, you got all these people around. You're the team of Los Angeles now. Obviously, the Rams are there, the Chargers are there. But what was your time like at USC, and are you pumped for the Pac-12 to get back playing football? Yeah, man, you know, those, them boys deserve it. And, uh, yeah, L.A. was good to me. You know, I had a great time out there coming from Texas, so long way from home. You know, I was missing Whataburger and things like that. But, <laughs> you know, overall, the experience was great. You know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, got the Rose Bowl, so and it felt good to put the school back on the map. So it was good. What part of Texas are you from? Uh, McKinney. Where's Up, that? You know, outside of Dallas. Oh, nice. Was there ever thought to uh, – It was the Cowboys your team growing up? Uh, yeah, I was a fan of them, you know, growing up. Uh, you know, I like Emmett, you know, LT, Jamal Charles, those Texas running backs, so just try to be like them. Yeah, is that who you will look up to whenever you see your game? Because I see some Ricky Williams in there as well, which might be too old or whatever at this point. <laughs> but the way you play, yeah, what's that? Yeah, I'll take that one too. That's a, that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it is, absolutely. Now you're in your third year and you're doing very well. Has there been, like, what have you had to change about your game or has your game transitioned perfectly since college? I think uh, more so my preparation, you know, as a rookie, you know, I just wasn't, you know, studying, you know, I didn't know the integrity of plays and things like that. But now I just, you know, I got a better sense and feel for the defenses and what they're trying to do and, you know, just gap control and all that and too. And my whole line, you know, has done a great job in helping me, you know, make my job look easy. So how hard, how hard is it for blocking? They say that's the biggest difference between college and the NFL is that the running backs are expected to block in the NFL a lot more than they are in college. Was that something that was very difficult to figure out who the fuck you're supposed to block and then how you're supposed to block them as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you said, who to block is the biggest thing. <laughs> they a lot of looks, you know, they act like they're playing too, but they're really playing in cloud or whatever, and they bring that dude. So, yeah, the identification is probably the biggest, yeah, biggest part. Yeah, has there ever been a time where either Jameis or Tom – uh, got maybe smeared because of a mistake you made, and are you the first person to help them up and just, uh, yeah, that's on me, bud. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. Uh, uh, no, nah, not yet. Yeah, we, we gonna, it's going to stay that way. Gotta fight more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't be that guy, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my part. I saw you retweeted a post about LeBron James' greatness. And they said, basically, the tweet said, like, let's respect this dude's greatness while he's here because every conversation revolves around LeBron James or Michael Jordan, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. But I think with this new generation of athletes, younger generation of athletes, there's a lot of respect crossover amongst other athletes from other sports. I think that more so now maybe than ever before. LeBron's uh, GOAT athlete in your eyes whenever you think about a guy that you strive to be, or is there other people potentially in that position? Yeah, I'd say he's right there at the top. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a tough conversation because I didn't get to really see Jordan and all that, but I know, you know, the records and everything. But, yeah, LeBron's definitely, you know, the top. Are you, what are you going to do? What are you into off the field, Rojo? Off the field, uh, I like, you know, I like going to, to the zoo, you know, water parks, things oh, like nice. that. Yeah, I'm a big Xbox guy, so, you know, I'm, I'm really a yeah. homebody. You know. You're a homebody. What games do you play? Call of Duty? You out there murking people? You're just killing people? <laughs> yeah, I get on that. Uh, 2K, my park. Uh, yeah, all that. 
Do you play Madden? No. Do you play Madden? Yeah, I got my franchise and stuff, so I do that a lot. Do you think Madden should fix their franchise mode? Because I'll tell you what, the internet is not happy with what they've been cooking in the franchise mode. Yeah, they definitely need They They could put some tweaks on it that, that help us out. You know? <laughs> See, this is interesting now because as a player, you have a direct relationship with Madden. You get your Madden checks, right? So you get a chance to kind of, you see the people from Madden. But as a gamer of madden you also get a chance to see what all everybody's pissed off about that is a interesting dynamic for you to be in yeah it is it's tough because i think they should add like the, the the legends in the fantasy draft or something you know what i mean like you know just let's play with old school players more they need to put some of the throwback teams on it hey, how do you feel about your rating you think they kind of fucked you over a little bit or what oh yeah they definitely they messed me over yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you got Diggs? Ronald, what's it been like? So, like, when the Bucks bring in Leonard Fournette, are you guys immediately like, is it something? Does it light a fire under you, or are you guys immediately boys? How's that work when they bring in someone like that? Well, yeah, we knew, you know, this year the goal in mind, you know, is to win the championship. So, in order to do that, you need great pieces and great teammates. So, uh, you know, him coming in, you know, definitely he's been a help uh, on my shoulders and things like that, and you know, just try to keep on and moving forward. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is about to go through that right now with Le'Veon Bell getting into the backfield. In the commentators, for good reason, obviously, because of how good of a game he had, they just kept hammering like, he's not happy or he's trying to prove himself with his Le'Veon Bell thing. It's like, I think there's very rare cases anymore where there's just one running back in the backfield with the ability to take advantage of both systems. You would probably say that same thing to Clyde if he was listening to you right now. Oh, most definitely. I'd agree, you know, for, you know, teams that want to do what you want to do, uh, it's going to take more than 16 games. So it's a long season and you're going to need, you know, other guys because, you know, you'll get beat up over the course of the year, especially, you know, to being a rookie. And he's doing a great job, too, by the way. So, yeah. Hey, um, you played with Sam Darnold in college. He is in a – it's not hilarious, obviously, if you're friends with him or him, but if you're outside looking in, it's like this guy is in a fire right now. Just an entire fire is happening over there. What can you say about Sam Darnold? Because he's potentially going to be moving after this year. They're potentially going to move on. So he's potentially going to have a new home. What can you say about Sam Darnold, the player, maybe for people that haven't got to see him at his absolute best and haven't been given a chance to really play his best with the New York Jets organization? Yeah, I say, yeah, them, yeah, letting go, you know, a guy like that, you know, definitely puts a lot more pressure, you know, on a quarterback. And, uh, you know, the pieces around him, you know, you know, if he was somewhere else, you know, I know the things he's capable of. So, you know, I just see where he where he goes and if he stays. But I know he's a real deal and he's going to put all the work in just like he did back in the day. So, yeah, that's my boy. What's he at? He's a good dude, huh? Yeah, he's like a. Yeah, yeah, he's a surfer. Okay, I'm a big fan of that. Go ahead, Ty. All right. Ronald, obviously you guys have played some games on the road where there haven't been any fans, and you get back to Tampa, and I think they're letting up to like 9,000 people. Do you even notice that in terms of like making a difference, or is it still pretty weird not having a full stadium there? Oh, yeah, it definitely made a difference. Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely better. You know, they give us the adrenaline and stuff like that, and I think we needed that too, you know, uh, last weekend against the Packers. So, uh, yeah, I don't like not having fans, obviously. You know, it's very awkward. Uh yeah, I need that adrenaline, that rush, so uh, it's good to have them there. Yeah, when you get home. yeah, you play a position where you have to run your brain into somebody else's So <laughs> yeah. It feels like there should be a little adrenaline. Probably. That you, need fam- you need the blood pumping, you know, something like, yeah. It's what, too awkward without them. What do you do training-wise? What type of training do you do? I do some some crazy stuff. So uh, I spent my off-seasons in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was, you know, running hills, you know, mountain climbing, you know, racing cougars and all that, so – uh, Can't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. We just learned about these 
we have American lions, these cougars, which we did not know about. I grew up in Pittsburgh where they don't exist, and I'm out here in Indianapolis where they don't exist. I saw that video. There was a six-minute video on the Internet. I'm not sure if you saw it. This dude went hiking, and he accidentally hiked past one of these American lions, one of these cougars' uh, baby dens or whatever. This this lion tracked him for six minutes, and it was the biggest, most athletic <laughs> fucking cat I've ever oh, seen in my oh, life. Yeah. I had no idea we had those in America. You should not be doing that, Ronald. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it was more like brown hogs and stuff. Yeah, I was out there, though, in the heat, 110 degree weather, and then, you know, you get to the top and you can't breathe. So I think it definitely, you know, built my legs up and got me ready for the season because. We're watching a video right now of you sprinting up a, uh, a mountain in the middle of the desert. Good for you, dude. Wow. Yeah, that, 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 rattlesnakes and all, so, you know. <laughs> See, you got to stop the American lion, the rattlesnake. You need to stay away from those things, Rojo. You're just getting hot. You're just you're just starting to go. You need to go ahead. Don't, go. Yeah, Ronald. Uh, obviously, the Bucks have added a lot of pieces, but none for us more importantly than AQ Shipley. Uh, what has he been like in the yes. locker room? Yeah. And also, do you know who he is? Do you even know who this guy is? Yeah, yeah, AQ, that's my boy. He he, right next to me in the locker room. So. Oh, 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 hey, one of the most interesting humans of all time, Rojo, if you want to dive into a conversation with somebody. I'm not sure if you're allowed with COVID, but you should dive into a conversation <laughs> with that buddy. Oh, yeah, nah, I got my mask right here. What should I ask him? Uh, anything. Oh. Just ask him about some plane trips, you know. Wow. Ask him about some plane trips, the people that are on the planes. Ask him about that particular situation a couple of times. He's been cut or traded, I think, like 15 times at this point, like 15 transactions. Damn. Yeah, he's been around, man. He's a round mound of man who's been around the league. Uh, he's He was in my wedding a couple of months ago. Okay, so. yeah, for sure. I'll tell him. Yeah, he's an idiot. The, um, <laughs> Rojo, we appreciate you joining us. How have the uh, mask force in the building been? Have you gotten caught by the people that are right at walking around, writing down people that don't have the mask or space around? No, nah, they haven't caught me yet, but uh, they're definitely out there. And they, they, they're pretty annoying, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even take a sip of water in the hallway, things like that. So uh, they definitely got it on lockdown. But, yeah, AQ, he told me to put some money in my investment. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. There you go. Oh, he's there you go. Oh, yeah, he's oh. Mr. Stock Market. I Genius. completely forgot about that. Keep the mask on. It's going to take all of us. Take all of us. It's going to take all, all of us, Rojo. Oh, done with so then the super bowl down in tampa can maybe be one that you are in running for tutters ladies and gentlemen tampa bay buccaneer running back ronald jones thank you man appreciate you all right man see ya deuces the uh running back position is one where uh you just get your ass yeah yeah that's just how it goes doesn't matter what style of football you're in doesn't matter if it's the 50s probably less so back then when everybody was so slow actually by the way now Mm -hmm. you don't have three a days which by the way congratulations that's good news not to have uh but everybody's running uh derrick henry ran 21.6 miles an hour i would assume that there were zero humans cracking 20 miles an hour probably 15 years ago the advancements in in science or maybe 20 years ago i'm sure it's probably somebody the the science and the body the way people take care of themselves the the humans are flying at a rate around there that is just unbelievable it's like they're on ice and the running back gets just pummeled every single time bang 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 that's why people are scared to pay them because you don't know how long they're going to last because how beat up they get but if you got a guy which bruce arians knows they got a guy he knew before anybody else came in and it feels like ronald jones knows he's potentially a guy he's out there running mountains into rattlesnakes <laughs> yeah. i mean that is a guy you keep around for sure speaking of that did you happen to see friend of the show darius butler put out a video of buddha baker coming downhill and hitting a running back yeah oh. yeah and he he in that video he's mic'd up 
he goes at the end of it says, I ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> That's what he said. Because Chandler Jones comes up to missile. him and he goes, how'd you do that? How'd you do that, Chandler Jones says? Because he came and he hit like he was a running back or a linebacker. Yeah. And he's obviously a little bit undersized because he's a safety. And Chandler's going, how'd you do that? He goes, I ain't scared of nobody. I was like, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> I think you tweeted. This, dude, this dude is out of a movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think you tweeted, but greatest name of all time. Buda Baker. Yeah. yeah. Top five for sure. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry to interrupt. I mean, I hate doing this. Mm -hmm. But I have to tell you that the greatest sports book on planet Earth and the, the moon is FanDuel Sportsbook. And I kind of leaked a little surprise. I think I wasn't supposed to, but uh, FanDuel is coming to Tennessee. Oh, right. Yeah. I meant to ask you about that, but. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to say it. Okay. Well, hey. I guess what me saying it could have potentially knocked it off schedule and backed it off a little bit. But guess what? Don't care. Just want to let you know the greatest sports book, the greatest mobile gambling app is adding another state, and that's Tennessee. And if we're already in your state, so if, we're in, if you're in Indiana, if you're in Illinois, if you're in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New Jersey, Michigan, I do believe, uh, and now as of next week sometime, if you're in Tennessee. All right. Please be sure to use the best gambling sports book there is, and that is FanDuel. FanDuel refunds bets that they think people got screwed on. Nobody else does that. FanDuel has the best odds for bets and as opposed to everywhere else. Nobody does that. And FanDuel even moves some lines for you if you have to in special occasions, obviously. FanDuel is making sports gambling fun, convenient, and most of all, friendly. Well said. Which is not normal. No. Fandles our biggest partner, and we can't thank them enough for doing what they do. And on Friday, I'll announce my super boost. That thing has been on fire oh, three in a row. Red Those odds are boosted more than they're already incredible odds. Boosted, boosted, super boosted. And it's guaranteed basically every single week. And we can't thank you enough for listening. We can't thank Fandle enough. If you're gambling, you need to be gambling with Fandle. I do believe their daily fantasy had a little bit of a hiccup with the independent mm -hmm. party that provides the stats. That happened not just to Fandle. It happened everywhere else. Sure. I think they are trying to make it up, uh, make up for it as much as they possibly can. They're good people at FanDuel. So just know that if something goes wrong, the humans behind the operation will be trying their best to make the, uh, the most out of it. Yeah, I assume they'll, they'll get it taken care of. I assume. I don't know much about Daily Fantasy, but I do know in the gambling world, there's no other app that is as convenient, as user-friendly, and as gorgeous as the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Uh, right now, I think there's probably some free bet that you could possibly get money back for if you're new to FanDuel. I would assume probably up to like 500 bucks or mm -hmm. something. That's typically how it goes. Uh, and just know that it's going to be a good time. And your lady, by the way, if you're watching sports or games, and your lady is probably a fan of sports or games, but probably not to the max that you are, if you get her involved with FanDuel... Oh, my lady loves it. Mm -hmm. She calls it playing Fandle. She's been hitting, too. She's been hitting, yes. Live bets, too, she's been hitting. Mm -hmm. She's been parlaying, teasing, the whole thing. It's brought us together a lot more this football season. And that's what Fandle is all about, bringing people together. It is. And winning money. We're trying to bankrupt those motherfuckers every single weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not good business for us because they're our largest partner, but hey, fuck them. Let's try to make as much money as we possibly can. When you walk into a casino, you better have the mindset that you're trying to take every single dollar out of there. Yeah, you're trying to get a couple free drinks, but yeah, you're trying to take every single chip out of there. That's what we're trying to do to FanDuel. And FanDuel, by the way, they're bad about it. They're like, hey, come get all this cash if you can. Uh, let's get back to the show. Shout out to FanDuel. Yeah.
Joining us now to talk about the NFL is a man who I believe has won a Super Bowl as a player and as a coach. Ooh, Absolute wow. legend of a man. I didn't get a chance to uh, play for a team that he coached, but his greatness radiated through the building that I played in immediately afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, former coach of the Bucks, the Colts, former player of the Steelers, ladies and gentlemen, now of NBC Sports, Football Night in America, Tony Dungy. Hey! Hey, Pat, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Coach? Uh, I hope Good. life is fantastic. This 2020 time has been insane, but watching you guys do the football and Football Night in America has been a nice little beautiful piece here. Well, we're glad to be back to it and uh, broadcasting. and should have a great game this week. We've got my hometown Tampa Bay Bucks uh, going out to Vegas for the first time, so that should be interesting. All right, let's start with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then we'll hit everything else that's happening in the world. It feels like they're potentially figuring it out. Gronkowski came to life this past week. They beat that Green Bay Packers team with a defense that was just flying around. I think special teams is good. As a native of Tampa Bay and a former coach of Tampa Bay, seeing Tom Brady go down there I assume was a little bit alarming, but now watching the pieces come together how do you feel well i i felt it would take a little bit of time pat tom brady is such a precision passer and everything is based on timing with him they didn't have that great offseason didn't have training camps so i knew it was going to take a little time everybody's expecting super bowl and miracles right off the bat I think they're going to get better as it goes, but I've really been impressed with that defense. Todd Bowles has them blitzing. He's got them putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and they they frustrated Aaron Rodgers last week. Oh, yeah, for sure. We actually talked to him about it, and he said there was a couple – you know, he's a foot off, he thinks, probably Mm -hmm. for the first interception everything like that, and he missed the tight end. It was the pressure by the defensive line that he credited in. It's it's been cool to see that come together because beginning of last year, Todd Bowles' defense, first year in it, they were young, they were kind of terrible. Then by the end of the year last year, they were humming, and everybody thought coming into this year, like, will they be able to continue to build on that? They have. They look very good. But in that NFC South, I mean, they're going to have to win a lot of games to get that thing going with Drew Brees the Saints down there. Well, that's going to be the big matchup next time around with the Saints. The Saints beat them in New Orleans. Uh, they've got the rematch here in Tampa. That's probably going to end up, well, it is going to decide whether Tampa has a, a chance in the division or not. Let's talk about some things around the NFL. You've been out of coaching now for some time, okay, 10 years or whatever. How long has it been, 10 years? Probably? 12 years. 12 years. Congratulations on an incredibly successful <laughs> retirement, by the way. It's, I hope it's going great. If you were, let's say, three years into that retirement and then you came back to coach, do you think there's a chance that the game could have passed you by? Like, has the game changed so much that Mike McCarthy is potentially too dated with his strategy and his schemes? Because there's a lot of people saying that it's potentially the defensive scheme or the offensive scheme has been passed by in the NFL. You don't agree with that at all? No, no. Rodney Harrison and I watch every week, and it's the same things. It, it's blocking, it's tackling, it's fundamentals. Yeah, okay, we've got some new offenses, spread offenses in, and, you know, different things, but – we still see situational football. We see guys, Clyde Edwards-Alaire running out of bounds uh, when they've got the lead with two minutes to go. Those are things that you see week in and week out, and that's really that's how teams win and how teams lose. Trust me, the Patriots are going to be in good shape down the road because Bill Belichick is going to fix some things, yeah. okay? And they're going to uh, definitely uh, have an opportunity to, to be better uh, uh, Dallas has to fix some things, and you can't fumble the ball. It doesn't matter if it's 1975 or 85 or 2005. <laughs> if you fumble three times and throw interceptions and, and you get your quarterback knocked around, you're not going to win. 
Uh, Coach, this was never something that happened on teams that you coached, and I don't know if it's because of the time that it was and the access now, or if it's because the culture in the teams that you coached were unbelievable. I got a chance to hear about them after, and the culture that you had built in there stuck around afterwards with Jim Caldwell and everything like that. With Mike McCarthy, there's alleged leaks coming out of the locker room now to Jane Slater and the NFL Network, and they're saying that the coaches aren't doing this, and then Mike McCarthy had to come out and say, well, we'd like this to be handled in side doors which by the way everybody would how is how is that something if you're a coach that you address with your team do you just immediately come out and say hey we can't have leaks happening or do you just expect your culture to be so good that people know that that doesn't have to happen no that that's the first conversation you have and i learned that from denny green he <laughs> the first meeting i said uh, to our group we don't have a player named anonymous so i better not hear anything from him okay if you want to say something say it put your name on it First of all, I'd appreciate it if you come to me first. But if you don't feel like you can come to me, go out there and say it, but put your name on it so we can address it. If we have Mr. Anonymous say anything, we're going to have a lot of problems on this team. And uh, it was something we never had. It's we everybody that i've talked to has the same exact as soon as the anonymous source from the locker room came out yesterday everybody potentially thought that was leaking the information was that people will bury mike mccarthy because it's gone bad but instead i think a lot of people that know football and know the nfl and know the locker room are like well the biggest issue here is that you have anybody leaking information to the reporters and it's coming from a locker room as ed Werder pointed out like you didn't win with the last group either so it's like is it the locker room's problem which by the way the locker room has a duty to keep the culture of the team in tight is it a locker room problem potentially in dallas absolutely and you know pat from the teams you played on if that happened in indianapolis some of those veteran players peyton manning jeff saturday they would go david thornton and that would be stopped the coach wouldn't even have to say anything um when you look at that pittsburgh steelers team that defense, they are in the conversation in the AFC as they should be. Ben Roethlisberger now obviously back off the new – he's got a brand-new elbow. <laughs> he's got a brand-new elbow. They just put in new ligaments in there like, here you go. Congratulations. You're a rookie of the year now. You can throw fastballs however you want. They got that weapon in Chase Claypool, which you know, by the way, from Notre Dame. And it's just – that feels like a team with that defense, with how they're playing. And all Pittsburgh Steelers teams in the past, if they have a great defense, normally going to be very good. That defense is great. What do you see out of that Pittsburgh Steelers team and why doesn't Mike Tomlin ever get talked about uh, as much as he should get talked about for how great he is as a coach well I, I think we overlooked Pittsburgh and last year they played pretty well but they didn't have good quarterback play a after oh. Ben went out they went back and forth with a couple of young guys and you know Duck Hodges played well for a couple of games in there Mason Rudolph but they didn't have consistent quarterback play and they still won a bunch of games now the defense is having a chance to play ahead they're not playing from behind they're not um, you know, really dealing with teams that can afford to wait and hold the ball and that kind of thing. So now the defense looks better even. Uh, I think they're going to be tough to deal with. I'm looking for we've got their game against Baltimore on Thanksgiving night on NBC. Uh, that's going to be fireworks. Mike Tomlin is a, an excellent coach. I interviewed him. He was 29 years old, Pat, when I interviewed him. It took me 15 minutes to figure out, man, this, this young man has something special. And he's been that way. I, I'm really not sure why he doesn't get a little more credit. Ike Taylor said that he has a cage in his uh, – it's just a cage he goes into where he just watches film. <laughs> he said he loves ball. Like Mike Tomlin only cares about football. He doesn't care about anything else. All he is is just ball all day. 
he he is into it. He loves it, and he loves his players. And I think they feel that they feed off that. Those guys want to play for him. And when you have that, you're going to be successful. And Pittsburgh has a a culture. You talk about culture. They've got a culture where they're not going to panic, and they are going to uh, work on things in house, and they're going to get things solved. And they had a couple guys there that were were problematic. Le'Veon Bell was problematic when he was there. Antonio Brown was problematic. And as good of players as they are, they aren't there anymore. And, and sometimes you have to do that. Tony, Brian Flores came out and he was pretty upset about the two-way information getting out before he had a chance to tell the team. Had, did that ever happen when you were a coach? And when that does happen, uh, is Flores right now going on absolutely scorched earth in the Miami organization to find out who the rat is? If he's upset about it, then he is going scorched earth because those are things, there are certain things that can't happen. When you had discussed things and it's just between you and the rest of the team, then it can't get out. And and I'm not sure what happened. I just assumed that Brian had made the announcement because it was you know common knowledge all over the country. So if, if it wasn't supposed to get out, knowing Brian Flores the way I do, not only is the earth going to be scorched, there's going to be a lot of things scorched in that Miami <laughs> locker room. I believe you're talking about asses. Right there, I can't say, but I will be. Um, uh, I'm glad you said that, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'll take all those for you, by the way. But the, um, I would assume that their plan down there, and you probably have this same thought. I, actually, you might not. I assume they were going to go, we'll start Fitzmagic until the bye week, and then if Tua checks all the boxes that we see behind the scenes, whether it's leadership in the meeting room, workouts, practice, if he's healthy, and then he got obviously a couple snaps there in the end against the uh, junior varsity Jets over there. The, <laughs> do you think he had? they had to plan? The bye week moved from 11 to 8, by the way, so it got moved up three weeks. Do you think they had to plan bye week no matter what, or do you think it was whenever he proves all these things, we'll put him in no matter when the season is? I think they were hoping for the bye week, um, but you know their plan probably was, hey, we've got to get him in as soon as possible. Then you don't have an off-season program. You don't have training camp. You know He's coming off the injury. Is he physically okay? How does he feel? Mentally, does he feel good about things? And then uh, that determines when you can do it. I, I think they wanted to do it as soon as possible, and the bye week makes sense. Coach, uh, it was just announced that they're going to let th- up to 3,000 fans uh, this upcoming weekend in New Orleans into the Superdome. Do you think that they'll actually feed off that juice because that is such a home field advantage, or do they have too many issues to really come back from? No, they, they will. And I'll I tell you, we've been at Notre Dame, and they've had 9,000, 11,000 people there. And you can feel it. It makes a difference. So I think they're going to be excited to get that. They'd love to have everybody in there and have it full because that's one of the things I think they are missing. That home field advantage was awesome uh, for so many years. I I think they'll be glad to get it back. Are you impressed that this NFL season has gone off the way it has? I I think I am. There's been a couple postponements. There's been a shell game. But with the amount of humans, it's vast. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the MLB even. It is vast. Equipment managers, trainers, interns, GAs, coaches, all these things. There's so many people that have to be involved in this. I'm pretty impressed with where we're at. A lot of people are dumping on the NFL for a couple positive tests coming and all that stuff. I'm pretty impressed that it's gotten this far, to be honest with you. They're doing way better than I expected. I didn't think it would be possible to keep everything going into play. Uh, they've, they've done it, and we're going to have some hiccups, and to nobody's fault. I mean, when you, you stop and pick up a takeout order, going home from, from work just to eat, you don't know where that's been, who you're coming in contact with. Your kids come home, you don't know who they've come in contact with. It's impossible to stay totally 
virus-free. I, I think the NFL has done a great job so far. Minnesota's back this weekend. Prime time football. Big Ten football is back. How do you feel about it? I'm happy for those guys. Uh, I've got a son who's playing junior varsity high school ball, and he's missed a couple of games, and he's frustrated and upset. So I can imagine a college junior or senior <laughs> saying, am I going to get to play my senior year or not? This is this is terrible. Uh, it's good to see those guys back. I'm hoping they can get through it and, and do fine. And, and definitely, I, I'm, I like the Gophers. I think they're going to have a good year. I think so, too. And I think they're definitely going to cover this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> former head coach, Super Bowl champ, now with NBC Sports Football Night in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Dungy. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Coach. AJ, your thoughts on the Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins, Tua Ryan Fitzmagic thoughts in a sentence, and then we'll lead into the Dallas Cowboys drama that's happening in the locker room as well. In one sentence, you're saying? Eh, maybe a long sentence. You can do a long Good sentence. Good luck. Yeah. The timing of the decision to put Tua in the starting lineup has me scratching my head. Wow. So you don't like him going in in the bye week against Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams? I don't know. I don't know if I – I just think it's the timing is just weird to me. That, that's all it is. And Fitzy, with Fitzmagic coming out and saying, like, which also much credit to him for being vulnerable and telling us how you truly feel. That's awesome. True. We need more pro athletes like that, I think. Like, hey, we understand you're a human. You have emotions. Yes, you're allowed to have that. I think it's cool. And he's like, now i got to move on and, and be a good teammate. Um, but yeah. just the timing and how, like, the weird miscommunication is what, what makes me wonder, like, what – yeah, Fitzy knew it was coming, but he definitely didn't think it was coming right now. That's what, uh, that's what I'm, I just, I'm curious about. Uh, Tua Tonga-Valoa in his press conference said he was very excited being named the Dolphins starter in Week 8. And the news that I think that anyone would want to hear being named the starter at any position. And then he said, at the same time, I also felt for Ryan Fitzpatrick as well. Me and Fitz had a conversation just about all of this. Like I've continued to say, although it kind of hurts me in a way to see Fitz hurt. I'm very, very lucky to have someone like Fitz in my corner. Regardless of the situation we're in right now, it's like a father and son type thing. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Stepfather. Uh, whatever I can do to help this team become successful, everyone knows Fitz has done a tremendous job. I feel like I'm definitely lucky, blessed to be in the situation I'm in with him. Having the mind of Chan Gailey helping him helping put me in the offense in a good situation. That's what's going to be important the next couple of weeks and the entire season. All right. Dolphins linebacker Jerome Baker, who also spoke Wednesday in the team, is all excited, ready to go. We believe in Tua. He can get the job done. All right. So now we're spinning it on the other side. The Ryan Fitz magic quote this morning was followed by a Tua quote, then another player on the team quote about how it's time to move forward. Father-son type thing, Tua says, about Ryan Fitzmagic, which, by the way, I assume the Dolphins were hoping that is what the relationship would be. Yeah, I, I mean, Tua's going to say all the right things, so is Fitzy, but what happened? Okay, how... Can by the way, no, Fitzy? Fitzy, Fitzy did not say all the right things. <laughs> yeah. All right, Fitzy was honest, which is a great thing. We're seeing older we quarterbacks that have that have won a lot of football games, be honest and, and let us know how they truly feel as they get older in their career and they don't, they're don't not worried about what anyone else around them is thinking or saying. So that's great. Aaron Rodgers does it every Tuesday here on this show. Bingo. Wow. Completely agree. here in the same class. Yeah, but I'm just saying with what you said about him saying all the right things, like many people would say like the right things in this particular world would not be what he said, but I appreciate what he said because we got a chance to kind of look into the truth and the, the real in the entire matter on how Fitz feels, which is great. I love it. But there's definitely conversation that is happening now because of it and we'll see how it goes forward if you're fits do you ask to be traded to the dallas cowboys aj hawk 
I mean, I don't know if you can. Can you call your shot? Can you tell him where you want to go? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. if, if you're fit. I would assume if yeah. you say, I want to be traded, and that gets public, there's only going to be a couple teams that are reaching out right now, right? I mean, there's only a couple teams. Could be the Colts, by the way, who also have a free agency happening at the end of the year, which I was wrong. Connor was right with Phil Rivers, only signed a one-year deal. I didn't I thought that was a two-year deal like everybody fucking else said. But um, <laughs> if you're looking at Dallas Cowboys, Fitz only has a one-year deal right here. This is it. This is it for him. So if you're a team that thinks you have a shot right now and the only weakness is potentially in your eyes, your quarterback i mean why wouldn't you make a move is fits a big upgrade for andy dalton is fits a big update for baker mayfield some people have mentioned not us but other people have mentioned is there a place that would want fits and if you're fits is that something you'd want to be a part of knowing that you're potentially never going to be a starter again which is a question he asked himself in the zoom call today what you would okay fits yeah i think he wants to play he understands that he's gonna be great in miami but if you're miami why would you give him up you you have all the leverage. You got to ask for it. If you just get an offer that you can't refuse, then you give them up. I don't think they'd be willing to trade him. Like let's say Tua comes in, plays well, everything's going well. They are getting close to the playoffs. They make the playoffs. Oh, Tua gets hurt, and we have a Tom Brady, uh, Drew Bledsoe situation where all of a sudden Bledsoe, which would be Fitzy, has got to come back in the lineup, win a game to get him to the Super Bowl, back to Tua, Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I mean, that is the obvious answer, but we're just trying to get fucking fits on the trade block a little bit. Get him back on the field. Yeah, I know, but what you're saying is we're just trying to get him on the field. Right now, you're just trying to have the the right thing that's probably going to happen. <laughs> trying to get Fitzy a ring. We're trying to get him a goddamn maybe a Chiefs backup. Yeah. Why don't we get him to Kansas City, let him back up Patrick Mahomes. Hey, get him back up too. Okay, cool. Why not go back up Patrick Mahomes, get a ring in this entire thing? Miami needs him too much. Well, they play him, though. Let's say Tua stinks. Let's say he doesn't get hurt. Let's just say he stinks the next four weeks. You think they go back to Ryan Fitzmagic? I don't know how you can. I mean, you would think to try to salvage the season, and maybe if you could just use it as the excuse, hey, we don't want to get Tua killed in here his first year. We don't want to ruin him, so we're going to plug Fitzy back in. But I think now, like, you got to see what you have. Well, and then the vets, it is alleged that veterans came out and were surprised by the news because it was on the internet as opposed to told to them by the team. And some people, I guess, said that they weren't expecting it or whatever. But if you're a vet and you're in this AFC East race, which you are right now, and you just got paid and you want to win right now, you don't know how many years you have left or whatever, you're in the mindset of, okay, we like Tua a lot. But if that starts not going well and they just run themselves out of contention, I'm not saying they will. Tua might dominate, by the way. He mm-hmm. did look oh, yeah. good. And there's uh, two of them might do incredible, but rookies can struggle every once in a while. That is just something that does happen, especially at the quarterback position, especially when you're going against, you know, a Los Angeles Rams defense that could be good unless the San Francisco 49ers figured out how to stop Aaron Donald from playing football and everybody's just going to do the exact same thing or hope to do it. It's just a very, it's very interesting how this is all going to play out. It's drama. It's controversy. It's the NFL. Do you think when the guy from the Dolphins leaked this, he knew that this type of shit storm was going to follow? Nope. No, I would assume just like uh, whoever had uh, uh, COVID first or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. And whenever they were like, oh, I want everybody to kind of feel how I feel and just high-five the whole world. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if they knew that this was entire thing was going to happen. Because, I mean, I, I'm sure that guy's butthole is tighter than anyone else in the NFL right now. Have you talked to Tom Pellett? You haven't? No, me neither. <laughs> I don't have Tom Pellett's first name. I don't, I don't even know who that is. I hate that guy. Brian Flores has got to be pissed about that, though. Let's go over to the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, on the flip side, the players are allegedly leaking information as opposed to the organization, which is leaking information in Miami. we got a leak problem in the NFL currently, and one of them is the Dallas Cowboys, the team that you selected to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl a couple months back because you've played for a team with Big Mike, Coach McCarthy, coaching in Green Bay, and because you've been 
in an NFL locker room for as long as you were in an NFL locker room. And we talked to Aaron Rodgers yesterday, and he said any anonymous sources in this type of it's chicken shit, basically, especially six weeks into a new regime. Ed Werder this morning on ESPN goes, these same players that couldn't win in the previous regime are now saying that they can't win in this regime. It's almost like potentially maybe a locker room problem that we have going on down in Dallas, not just a coaching problem that everybody can see, but also potentially a locker room problem. Uh, how do you feel about this whole situation? And does this not scare the living hell out of you that the Cowboys are going to have to do a rebuild in there from ground up, it feels like? Well, first off, before I dive into that, you have to give – if there's one thing Mike McCarthy is the best at in the NFL right now, it's his mask security. Like, has mm-hmm. he, have you ever seen his mask even below his nose? No. No, and a lot of people are saying it's because he doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> He's talking the whole time. What do you mean? Well, everybody says his headphones up. His mask looks amazing. He's got his little call sheet, and then he stands off on his side. Everybody's saying he doesn't talk to anybody. If you listen to the reports, they're saying that they don't teach anybody anything, and they're not even prepared. But then Mike McCarthy came out and said, you know, maybe our problem is we're working too hard. <laughs> we're teaching too much. You know what I mean? Too prepared. So too prepared. We care too much about this team. We try too hard to win these games, and we're over-prepared for these. He went on an entire pitch the other way, but what he did say that I agreed with, because I've never played for Mike McCarthy, he said, we got to handle this like men, okay? That we go and we do this personally. We don't leak to the media or whatever. And I was like, I can respect that. I think that's how everybody probably feels. And especially – Big Mike being the, the, the Pittsburgh tough guy he is, like, that's his life. He, he lives by, like, a code. Like, it's a great code. But, yeah, like, no. You, you got a problem? Come here. Let's, you come right to my – let's talk about it. You definitely don't go to the media. Def, don't go snitching behind my back to somebody. See, so, yeah, I could see any coach getting upset. The, the quote there that worries me is the one at the very end that said, another player says – they aren't very good at their jobs. <laughs> That's a like pretty that. strong quote. That is a pretty, pretty strong quote. And when quote. you say they, like, are they talking the whole staff? Like a, a big chunk of the staff? Like, who are we talking about? Uh, they don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. They just aren't good at their jobs. Cowboys. These, but this is probably, what, a couple players maybe? Maybe two, maybe three. I know Jane Slater. She's a legit journalist. She's not – I'm sure she actually talked to him. I wonder, are they like – are they guys that are mad because they got taken out of the lineup? They're not getting the time they feel like? It all depends on who you're talking to. Too. Well, Jane Slater here, a big maybe the biggest word in this entire tweet that says, Cowboys players initially bought into keeping things internal. Now as they sit two and four, the discontent is leaking out. On the coaching staff, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. Another. That's the biggest word there is another, right? That was her informing everybody that this isn't just one person that's telling me this. This is numerous another they just aren't good at their jobs and i would assume those conversations maybe went a little bit longer than just these quotes i don't know what was maybe held by jane instead of being released but that's problematic that is not good tony dungy tony dungy said one of his first meetings he'll say we don't have any players in here named anonymous okay which is a great way to if you want to say something put your name on it because now mike mccarthy has to wonder who the hell said all those things who said that they're not adjusting on the fly okay so there has to be somebody probably pretty prominent on our defense or on our offense that would know if they were adjusting on the fly or not then you just have that guessing game it's like oh who's a rat in here who is and he's just new into the place wild scene in dallas dude wild scene and if you're the head coach if you're mike mccarthy how could you not just walk around and eyeball every single person. I know they got a mask on, so it's a little more difficult. But you're like, are you? Is, you just eyeballing everybody, and trying to get some kind of feel. Like it might be you. Okay. Hey, quick question. Last halftime, what would you have done differently? <laughs> I was right. That's what I thought. 
fucking keep it moving. You. <laughs> Halftime, what would you have done? What would you have done? Oh, it was you. All right, get this guy the fuck out of here. Get out. Go out in. What's up, Nick? Let's not forget, too, that when the McCarthy Project, the documentary, a little short film there, put together by, that was Pelissaro, right, who put that together, oh, uh, which oh, maybe really turned out yeah. to be somewhat of a propaganda film about how much work Mike was doing in the offseason. Then when Mike gets hired in the press conference sitting next to Jerry Jones, said, well, you know, I didn't really watch that much film. No, I well, he said, that, I, that I, much I, I told Jerry that I watched every play of the 2019 season or something mm-hmm. like that. I told him, and since I got the job or whatever, because I wanted a job or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think they also just potentially went on a bender that night before mm-hmm. at Jerry's yeah. house. Yeah. That's what it looked like that entire thing. But, I mean, the, Jer- the the Mike McCarthy experience or experiment or whatever it was called, I mean, this is a wild scene. We're six weeks into it, and it's all hell breaking loose down in Dallas. Maybe it's not the coach. Maybe it's just the entire culture down there is just one of – and if you're a coach, consummate suck. And if you're a coach too, it's like, oh, okay, you think I'm not doing my job well? Well, our best player Zeke Elliott's got five fumbles in six games, so he's not doing his fucking job well either. Yeah, we got twelve turnovers. Maybe we take it easy, pal. But on the flip side, our quarterback was on track to be the most efficient offensive quarterback in passing, in maybe the history of the NFL. And then Red Rocket came in, kind of took him down a little bit. But Red Rocket only had one week to prepare. Have you talked to the Red Rocket since his game the other night? No, I have not spoke with them since their their mm. loss. Huh. Huh. Me neither, by Refueling. the way. Imagine yeah, what would you say? Out. What are you supposed to say? Keep slinging it, pal. You can fire that fucking baby big skin. Bigger backyard. Hey, it keep, ain't that hard. Throw deep. Tell him to take the safety <laughs> off of that thing. Oh. <laughs> Let it loose, dude. Let the rocket loose. It did look like he was potentially not playing as now listen, Andy Dalton doesn't get enough credit for what he's been able to do at Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati, I think we we're learning, was potentially a bigger problem than just Andy Dalton for a long time, but he won games there. He could sling that thing very accurate. He would win eleven games, yeah, ten games. No problem in Cincinnati in the AFC North. And he would sling that thing. I mean, he would legit and we didn't see that the other night. We did see it on the internet in his small side yard, but we mm-hmm. need maybe be able to open it up. What if the Cowboys just go on a run here, by the way, and this is all forgotten about? Possible. Also, they could go and run the other way and just suck the rest yeah. of the time. Still well, you can't do anything like quietly in Dallas, like if you play for the Cowboys. If this was Jacksonville or somebody else, don't you think it would be much less of a story? Uh, yeah. They're just, the Cowboys are polarizing. Jerry Jones is polarizing. Everything he does, like, they're just, it's talked about. I don't know if any NFL Network insiders, though, care if there's any leaks from the locker room. I would assume there are some guys on the Jags and everything that are just leaking a bunch of information. <laughs> you should never get reported about it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we don't even care, pal. Keep the text to yourself. We don't care. You stink. We know it. The Cowboys, though, it's another year of big hype and not a lot mm-hmm. return. Okay. Now, Dak Prescott, obviously, that's a big deal going down, and every they got a lot of injuries and a new system on both sides. It's going to be tough, but that could be a full rebuild over there. We shall find out. Let's go to Mason in Kentucky. What's going on, Mason? What's going on, my man? What? How the hell are you? Hey, not too shabby, Mason. Excited to talk to you. Did you see Aaron drinking from the Mason jar yesterday? Fun fact about the Mason ball jar: there, it is uh, founded Ball State University. Whoa! Uh, talk about church. Pal. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Fun fact. Uh, so if you're cool with it, man, I just got a couple questions and a fun football fact for you. Uh, you know what? Just take the whole fucking show, dude. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. All right. Uh, you've mentioned that being on a losing team in the NFL is a really shitty environment to be in. Uh-huh. Uh, because when it comes like to the whole NFC East, they're all pretty much like one win away from winning the whole damn thing anyway. So do you think that's still the case? Or are they more hyped than usual? I would assume they're much more focused on the game because they're not completely out of it. They can still potentially lose their way and not lose enough their way into a playoff spot. So I assume it's a little bit different than a normal ass-beating team that happens out there. Yeah. 
Okay, awesome. And uh, normally, I never really bet on the oh. UK or the bungholes because they haven't really figured out what the hell's going on in the Owl River that makes them uh, blow mm-hmm. big leads. But uh, after seeing UK just spank Tennessee last week and their oh, defense having ten turnovers in the last two games, how do you see the outcome of that game uh, going against Mizzou? All right, what's your football fact? Uh, and uh, fun football fact: on this day, thirteen years ago, uh, the legend of a dude. Uh, Rob Baronis absolutely slaughtered the football back in 07 against Houston to score the most points ever by a kicker, which is 26 points. Rest wow. in peace, Rob Baronis, by the way. That guy was a legend, kicked the ball. Okay. We're not going to talk about Kentucky Mizzou, but the, um, <laughs> the conversation about the NFC East teams, no offense to Kentucky or Mizzou, but we have a business to run here. We can't fucking just torpedo the thing in the ground. <laughs> the, um, man, fuck it, new call. <laughs> If you're on the NFC East, you got to feel good, though. Like, legit, you have to feel good. Like, we suck, but everybody does. We can still potentially get into the playoffs. Now, when we get into the playoffs, we're probably going to get our asses beat. But if you're this far along and your team stinks, normally you have a pretty good feel of whether or not you're going to be able to go. Everybody in the NFC East can still go. So that gives you a little bit of motivation. Week 10, week 11, I think we'll know a lot more. But now, everybody in that terrible division is like, you know what? We, hey, we're still in this thing. Josh McCown, hey, we're still in this thing. Doug mm-hmm. Peterson, hey, we're still in this thing. The, the Washington football team is one win away from being tied for the lead and one loss away uh, from being the number one overall pick. I mean, it is wild in the NFC East right now. As long as there's hope. Don't you feel like as long as there's hope, there's a chance that you can get to the playoffs, it, there's a different feel in the place. Like, if you know you're, you're counted out the, the last couple of weeks, that has to be absolutely brutal to come in and, and practice and go through your normal routine. I loved – I think I was on a team one time. I forget what year it was. But the last year, we needed this team to lose – we need this team to tie. Okay, this team can tie. We need this team to score this amount of points, and this team needs to do this, and we still got a shot. We just got to do our jobs, though. We get a win. We'll think they'll all take care of it. It's like, well, that's a lot that has to happen. But, hey, if we lose and all those things happen, like, that's the motivation. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine if all these things happen and we don't take care of our business. That would be quite a pain in the ass. But now the NFC East is like, no, all we got to do is just, what, win three, four games here, and we'll get this whole thing. Yeah, don't out. sleep on the motivational guru, Joe Judge, and the Giants, True. Man, Daniel M. M. Dimes might go off and Whoa. you know win ten straight here. Who they got this weekend? They got a pretty important one. Uh, Thursday night, tomorrow Eagles. night against the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big one tomorrow night. Huge <laughs> blockbuster. Winner is in first. I'm betting on. Uh oh, is Carson Wentz? Is he legit? That's going to be the question. We got a nuke earlier from our Canadian gambling friend, Carson Wentz on. Pinky ring on. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's hard, to, it's hard when you hold your hands up to take you serious when you're speaking. But, yeah, continue. What do you mean? Dude, just want to let you know. Just want to let you know. I looked at myself <laughs> with the pinky ring on yesterday and all those videos. I think it's staying. I don't know if you saw the, the necklace got put away strictly because I couldn't do the necklace and the pinky ring. I think the pinky ring's staying for at least another week. AJ, a little life tip. Listen to people with pinky rings on, on okay? Bingo. Because right. if you don't, I mean, you might I, I end up sleeping with the fishes, pal. Okay? I, oh. I get it. He wants to honor... The legacy of Kevin Spacey. I get it. It's oh, Jesus. Good God, AJ. Sometimes, AJ. What's wrong with you? But you wear the pinky ring because of Kevin Spacey, because he knocks on the table and it makes you feel feel. That is not. That, that is not. No. That is not what I said. <laughs> this guy. Spacey doesn't do that either. Frank Underwood does, okay? Also and it wasn't a good to, guy. It wasn't to honor now. Frank Underwood, okay? It wasn't to honor Frank Underwood, but it was an added benefit that I realized quickly upon wearing uh, said pinky ring that I thought about wearing for a long, long time because of the amount of Italians I grew up around. So pay a little respect. Did you just try to cancel yeah. the Italians? Whoa. You know who else does it too is Joe Pesci. Yeah. See, that would be. That fits. 
Yeah, good guy. Say it, say it. That would be say it, an Italian. It is an Italian. Yeah, yes. yeah, that is an Italian. Italian. Is just all of them. And that's yeah. probably on me for kind of saying they there whenever I said the Italians. No, you know? we, understand. we, we love also Italian. An Italian yeah, no, I so. put in the log. I love I spaghetti. Nah, 23 and me. 0.09% Italian. I love And that's a fact. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, Gumpy gave us a little fact earlier. Uh, Gumpy Nuke is what it's called. is a stat that kind of leads you in the way of gambling. And last week, a lot of his nukes were called into integrity because it seemed like he was painting the stats to tell one story when one particular stat wasn't there. But I believe that Gumpy tries his best to inform us of everything we need to know oh, yeah. whenever we are gambling. I think Gumpy, I'm just telling you what a lot of other people are saying. A lot saying, of people Gumpy. were saying that. The launch codes may have been mixed up. Yeah, well, what we're saying is the nukes were sending us in one direction and then new alarm stats told us to go the complete opposite direction that he decided to pick and choose 2020 news by the way and yeah. he's not going to go down the road much Carson Wentz on Thursday Night Football 4-0 in his career what? Wow, 4-0 in his career against the spread uh, against the spread and straight up Uh-oh. does not matter Carson Wentz in these short weeks I don't know if it's because there's a, a much more basic offense or less plays or it's more reactionary but he has success on Thursday nights it says or he just has success on Thursday nights like that's but those four games, I understand when you're game, when you want to look at trends and stuff, those four games will have no impact on this next game. You don't know that. No, no. What's that supposed to mean? Whoa. It's a new game. It's a whole, each one of those four games were new games where the other one, the one before that doesn't really matter. I want to let you know that I am a guy, when it comes to these stats, unless it's 100%, I don't want to hear it. Okay. Like if you do this play, stats tell you 79%, which is a very high percentage. Mm-hmm. Stats tell you that 79% of the time it won't work. I'm like, well, I want to hear about the 21% that did work. Okay. Let's talk about that. I am very much that person, but this is a hundred percenter. Carson Wentz, yeah. Thursday night football, four and hundred percent wins straight up and against the spread. I think you have to bet the Eagles strictly because of that. Oh yeah. Maybe we don't have enough information on Danny Dimes and the Giants though. Giants. Maybe- 0-4 oh, against the spread their last four Thursday games as well. Oh! Man, but Joe Judge is there. It's no longer the old coaching staff. Does it matter? Is it the organization or is it just the team? Gumpy, those are the questions you have to ask, but I'm not going to ask too much. I'm going to hammer the Eagles tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hammer the Eagles tomorrow night. I mean, unbelievable. It's Yeah, it's 100% until it's not 100%. Oh, oh AJ. Pony until he loses. Are they due for a win? Are they due for a win and a loss? Oh, yeah, because you would say at some point there's going to have to come a ratio where there's going to have to get a loss or a win to the respective sides there that are undefeated against the things. Oh, oh that's why ga- hey, that's why sports gambling stuff. <laughs> Pretzel. That's why sports gambling stuff. Because do you want to be the thermostat? Okay, do you want to set the temperature, you know, and predict a change? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be a thermometer and just tell you what it's going to be mm. because it's what it has oh, yeah. been? Yeah, you got to set the tone. Maybe tomorrow I make the decision on whether it's Eagles or Giants. I'm going to do a little bit more investigating on mic'd up clips and things like that and see how Smart. that team feels inside a locker room both sides there. Hey, uh, Joe Judge's family is from Philadelphia. That oh, oh shit. that's oh. huge. He said they were already out this week buying batteries. So, Oh. Got to listen tomorrow. Got to listen tomorrow. Have to. It's a big game, dude. One of those streaks potentially will be broken. Or will they just continue to go as they are? Will Carson Wentz be 5-0 and and the Giants be 0-5 in their last Thursday night matchup? That game is being played in... Philadelphia. Which is the home of Joe Judge. Here we go, Philadelphia. All right. That's a big game tomorrow night all of a sudden I just thought about. Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge. Winner is in first. Wow. All right. That's the show. That's a Wednesday. 
Tony Dunge. Tony Dunge. Rojo. Good conversation. Okay, not a bad Wednesday. We can't thank you enough for listening. Be a friend, tell a friend if you like this show. We'll be back tomorrow. By the way, massive show tomorrow. Huge show. Huge show. Big Thursday night football preview as well. Oh, big game Thursday yeah. night football too. Massive. Somehow we will sell that game as a massive game. NFC East is uh, on fire right now. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But also, I have some things cooking, potentially. Do you? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of shit to talk about tomorrow. Okay. Hashtag in the pod squad. Get with it. I'll see you soon. Uh, Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music. We will see you manana. Cheers.